All right. Well, look, we're uh, we're gonna get right into it. And uh, I definitely was listening to. It's funny. People don't realize probably the best podcast we have never get recorded. We usually start conversation prior to uh, beginning our podcast. We uh, do things in an unscripted way here at the Canadian Gun Vault. And of course, uh, some of the best conversations, unfortunately, are, are lost forever. Uh, but I hope to duplicate some of that. And we were talking about fact checkers a little bit fact earlier, checkers. right? For the people who out there, are these people? Who are these people? Is right. Um, if you haven't been exposed to the fact checkers yet, it's uh, it's really interesting. We've got. Obviously, you know, a lot of people are using social media and uh, there are various platforms you can be on. And all of these platforms uh, seem to be uh, engineering their algorithmic software. If it's not, you know, some really mean spirited people in a dark room someplace throwing switches, uh, their fact checkers are there. And, and we were talking about it earlier. What do you think is their purpose? Because like, I mean, you think just the name, you know, fact checker, it sounds really legit, right? Like it's, Oh, look, we got, you know, fact checkers, uh, you know, confirming the information. We don't even need to go someplace, you know, like they'll let us know. So people are believing these fact checkers, I'm sure. And you know, they're popping up seemingly in a lot of conservative uh, content on the internet. I mean, you guys have obviously been exposed to it. You've seen oh, I get one like every day where they try to fact check something I post. So yeah, talk about your experiences because I'd like to know what yours are. Cause my well, like I was saying before, um, to recently, the one they fact checked me on was about Fauci with the, he said you shouldn't wear masks when he was going on saying, uh, well, you're going to touch your face and all that. This was earlier in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And they came at me like four months later. It was a story share. And they're just like, this claim has been disputed. Fauci never said that. I'm like, it's a video of him saying it. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm like, sure, maybe the way he's, maybe what he said about it after that has changed, but you're literally telling me that my video is false when it's literally a video of him saying it. And going on to your question about who are these fact checkers, like, wasn't mine, it was hers. This is on you. (laughs) Yeah, no, but as you were just saying, they they say it's not true, and yet you're looking at a video, right? But um, we were talking earlier about Tim Pool. He did a a video about this, how they twist words and use these little tricks to create an argument that was not even made, and then they debunk that. And it's kind of, it's subtle, right? Like, they'll say, you know, he didn't say this on this particular date. Okay, well, nobody said he did, but, you know, that gives them the license to say this is false. They add something that nobody actually claimed anyway, or they add a little detail that's slightly different, and then they debunk that. Meanwhile, 99% of it is, of course, legit, and they're not debunking it. And anyone who looks at it quickly isn't going through that with a fine-tooth comb, and all they say is, oh, well, I guess this was debunked, right? They see the fact check, and they're just like, oh, okay, well, this must not be true, and they don't even explore it beyond that a right. lot most people won't right. and then they'll highlight their shit in red you know so it's scarier yeah. right like you you oh you almost stepped on a landmine this isn't true you know it didn't happen yesterday it happened three you know days what's ago. scary is getting fact-checked on a dm oh yeah remember when that happened yeah. i took a screenshot of a story that was told during the election it wasn't even the most you know groundbreaking uh pose it, it wasn't super controversial i don't know why it was an issue but i sent that screenshot in a private message and i got a warning that it was you know false information or problematic and i sent it again just to verify for myself that that had actually happened and i got the warning again and since then i have gotten warnings for liking posts and for capturing screenshots 
And it is really confusing to me that these fact checkers who are just, you know, social media employees, these are just marketing people. They're, they're not qualified in any particular way to judge people's content. And, and they're somehow going to that level of control. Yeah. Well, for example, I, uh, my friend was trying to, um, he was talking to her, a friend of hers, and they just wanted to understand her point of view about this whole pandemic and all that. They generally just wanted to know. So she came to me, she's like, what can I tell them? And I said, well, start with the PCR tests. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to start. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me see if I can find an article for you. You search the PCR tests and the, the guy who created them. I can't remember his name at the moment. He um, happened to die last year, right before the pandemic started. But either way, he... Um, I have it right here. Yeah. Anyone could test positive for practically anything with a PCR test. If you run it long enough with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It doesn't tell you that you're sick. And so this quote, you search, you try to find this quote, and they're literally all the front page of Google is fact check, fact check, fact check. He did not say this, this, because there is a misquote in there that somebody else added to it saying it will give you... Uh, something it was like a mixture of a covid quote in there and they're using they're ignoring everything else he said and they're just like yeah well this is what we're fact checking on it but all you see is fact check everything being disputed about the pcr tests so that's all people are seeing and and nobody goes past the front page of google so google's even a part of it too well obviously uh struggles are beginning to um getting to occur with the tech giants and uh, still the Trump administration, which has not conceded defeat. And a lot of people have forgotten that. Um, not to bust into another topic right away, but I'm looking over at Danny and I'm thinking, no, no, <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's thinking. But um, right now we are experiencing, you know, censorship in the form of, you know, well, it comes in many forms. Fact checking is just one of them. I can tell you that any time we noticed very early on with things like YouTube videos was if your video was allowed to go viral, it would take off. But if they, for whatever reason, uh, would stutter stop it for a second by like questioning something like, oh, wait a minute, you know, we're going to demonetize you and this is the dispute. And of course you uh, put it back out there that uh, this is not the case and and you win uh, when you contest it. What ends up happening is, is your video never will gain the kind of traction that it should have. So just by, by getting fact-checked, the actual act of having it done uh, does more than just have a psychological impact on people. I think like from uh, a reach perspective, it diminishes your ability mm-hmm. somehow to, to get out there to more people. And we watch our analytics very closely, uh, you know, at the Canadian Gun Vault. And it's amazing how uh, right-wing content can have this uh, devastating result on your reach out to the public. You know, fact-checking is is one thing. Uh, we're seeing, like, flat-out censorship. They're locking out people's accounts, yeah. you know, in Twitter. Um, you know, and not the kind of people that you would think either. Like, we're talking, like, you know, press secretary to yeah. the you know, president of the United States. Um, There's all kinds of, you know, uh, shady shit going down around the globe right now, it seems. And yet anybody that wants to talk about it uh, gets struck down or deleted or, you know, any one of a number of different methods that will restrict, uh, you know, your reach in terms of a message to the the general public. Um, You know, we're seeing some struggles starting about, you know, like down in the United States. Clearly, they want to get a handle on it again. Um, They're talking about striking down the Section 230 that would effectively insulates... um, the tech giants from uh, lawsuits. Mm-hmm. 
but that may be about to change. And we're noticing a couple of other changes down there in the laws. Uh, I don't know if anybody was paying attention to this one, but they're changing the execution laws. Um, like, wow, like things are escalating pretty quickly down there. You know, that, that, that kind of yeah. That is something that has impressed me so much. Um, whether whether you like Trump or don't like Trump, I'm fascinated by how much this man gets done while he's being impeached, while he's contesting oh, yeah. an election, while he was campaigning and traveling the country and visiting like multiple rallies a day. He was also, you know, handling things internationally, um, taking care of child trafficking on a level that we've never seen, and and doing this stuff like changing the execution laws. He's just a machine man oh yeah he's getting stuff could you done. imagine could you imagine what he could do if he was left like unfettered like oh. if like honestly and i'm sure there's some people out there that would argue that it's never a good idea to give someone free reign i can tell you right now if donald trump is a dictator uh he's the dictator i would want yeah. right sign me up because he's making smart decisions that seem to be about yeah. the country that he loves and not necessarily about the establishment right i'm, I'm afraid the professor's head's going to explode at any moment. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on. Get in on this. You I think like, what, what, when, I hear, when I hear how successful Trump has been, how much he's accomplished, I can understand why they hate him so much. Yeah. Um, most of these government agencies, they don't want to solve problems. If the problem's solved, they lose their job, their reason yeah. for existence. Uh, it, I know it sounds oversimplified, but it's not. That's precisely the problem. He's dealing with a lot of people uh, who feel really threatened by him. Getting rid of regulations means, you know, most of the people in government who are there to create and, and enforce regulations uh, won't have a, a job. They won't have anything to do. Um, and and I'm, I, I can understand why they're frightened. Um, it, it, it's a really, it's a complex, it's, it's a complex problem in the larger sense. You know, we are we're sitting and watching what we we assume to be uh, moves against conservatism, um, and I'm not entirely sure that's precisely what's happening. Uh, on one side of things, is not necessarily leftist, but uh, there's a corporate world, um, and what they're engaged in, I guess, would be called corporatism. They're they're an elite. You know, these guys that that go to Davos and, and decide what the world order is going to look like. Uh, so these are, you know, this is Bill Gates, Microsoft, and all the, you know, the heads of all these large companies. Uh, and they have um, goals, um, motivations that are not, strictly speaking, leftist. Uh, but it does dovetail very nicely with what the leftists want to do, because what they want to do is they want to create a world where your life is being directed by someone who knows better than you. And it really boils down to that. And, and you know, most people don't pay attention to it. They don't, they don't, are not paying attention to uh, shareholder activism. These are the, you know, large companies uh, where they've got these leftists who are trying to... Uh, changed the focus of, uh, you know, making money for the shareholders and being good uh, corporate citizens. So they have notions about, you know, shareholders' stake that is not strictly speaking focused at the shareholders who bought the shares, 
you know, to, to benefit from the company increasing in value, making money and increasing in value. These, this is going on, uh, it has been going on for years, and it's, it's a, a huge threat. It's, 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 the leftists have found strategies in, in every, you know, for example, if they can't legislate, uh, they know they can't legislate. People won't go along with their programs. They get judges, leftist judges, who will legislate from the bench. Uh, they'll regulate, and, and in fact, that's that's their that's their strategy now. Is they're going to use the regulatory bodies in order to achieve uh, their goals. Uh, but they're very very clever. They've 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 insinuated themselves even into the corporate world to the extent that they can get these companies to do things that are not to the benefit, strictly speaking, of the shareholders. And that's really frightening. Mm -hmm. Well, you'll have to excuse me because I've stuffed the sour key in I'll just <laughs> switched over to me. Now I feel guilty. Your teeth you know, for that guy together. that's always listening that gets angry when I chew on shit. Who, who's this person that doesn't like the way you sit, by the you way? Know, well, well he, doesn't like, he doesn't like it when I chew on food and smack my lips, which I, which I try not to do, but uh, when you're pushed into running around as fast as I am most days. You fit in food when you can. My apologies, folks. Anyway, um, the election. Donald Trump hasn't conceded defeat yet. We know that the news media is reporting that the uh, president-elect, the office of the president-elect, which, 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 which really isn't an office, apparently, but he, he's not even that. You know, that's what they're putting out to the public. I, I can't believe what I read every day in, in the Google feed when I click on it, you know, early every morning. It seems like every article is designed to make Justin Trudeau and uh, Joe Biden and all these incredible assholes look like really, really wonderful people. It's uh, kind of sad to watch. But with that election, in my mind anyway, it's not over yet. Danny, I'd ask you what you saw coming. But I'm actually going to defer to Alex on this one. You keep you keep your ear close to the ground. What do you what do you think's going on? Well, from what I've seen, because we're going to be conspiracy theorists. <laughs> well, from what I've seen, Trump and his team seem to be very calm. Mm -hmm. Not they don't seem to be going crazy. They don't seem to be shuffling through a bunch of stuff like the left are. Because the left is just trying to get ahead right now. What they're doing is they're just like, they're trying to shove down people's throats. President-elect, President-elect Joe Biden. Uh, there was the, um, Trump basically told those people that they can go ahead with the, with the, um, with the transfer just so they could get off their back. But he's still working uh, to, against the election fraud. He still has those cases that he's checking up on. And they're hearing a lot of good news about it. It seems like some of these states look like they're going to be swinging more towards Trump, but you don't hear any of this on the media. And even on social media, all you see is just negativity towards it. Like, they'll bring up the one state that had, like, that didn't help Trump. They'll never bring up the states that look like it's actually beneficial for him. But from, I can see, if I were to put money on it, I think Trump will end up taking the election. He's just, why push this hard if you don't know something? All right, you do realize that after the mass collective conditioning of the public oh. to seeing to seeing images of their new president Biden, so everybody on on that 
side of the fence is breathing a sigh of relief that is believing what's being printed in all the mainstream media, which has been at times known to be a little bit biased. Just a little bit. What do you think is going to happen when uh, suddenly a good portion of the population, left-leaning population, or the people at least that bought into voting for Joe Biden, what do you think is going to happen to that group of people that suddenly feel, because they've been reading articles about this evil man, Donald Trump, holding his breath, stomping his feet, not wanting to leave, not conceding defeat, you know, maybe doing some things that, you know, are dictator-like and uh, he's going to try and steal the election, like, I mean, that they didn't. But they're reading articles like this all the time, being exposed to that, being conditioned by that. What do you think they're going to do, right, when suddenly Trump proves and it goes to even the Supreme Court, what do you think is going to happen when they think that he stole the election? Okay, so when these people for the past four years, like let's say, for example, uh, Alyssa Milano on Twitter just berating anybody who supported Trump now calls for unity. Those same people who are calling for unity right now when they think Biden has won, which a lot of them truly do. They're just like, there was no election fraud. There's no way they're talking about how you just got to accept it, stop being childish, we got to come together. Mm-hmm. For one, you haven't seen nobody on the right riot for the, lo- the supposed loss of Trump. But I think you're going to see those uh, riots jump up again if Trump happens to take the office. Oh. You're going to see a bunch of people who are calling for unity. You're going to see like their tweets about unity, and then you're going to see just a complete 180 about their attitudes. And these people have done it before. Back when Obama was president, you would see them tweet about something. The same subject. Yeah. Complete 180 from what, what they were saying about Trump. Like, they just have two different opinions based on whether they like or do not like the person. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, you and I have sources of information that they do not avail themselves of. And so what will happen is there will be more mostly peaceful protests. You know, they uh, had did, did some polling. Uh, for example, they polled uh, people, asking him about Biden now that the, uh, the information about his uh, financial dealings uh, and his son uh, is public. And they said, well, about, I think they said something like 17% of the Biden voters would not have voted for him if they had known it. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem, of course, is that there's a lot they don't know. And when they do find out, it would be too late anyways. Especially if they're mail-in voters like they got pushed to be this year. This yeah, past well, yeah. I mean, the cheating was so brazen, so obvious. The trouble is with it is that you and I know this. I know that Trump won the election. I know it. Yeah. Uh, the trouble is that the um, leftists have the media. They have everything, including, including uh, uh, courts. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, overturned uh, an injunction yeah. to certify. So, you know, they can say and do whatever. It never gets, at least the, 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 the uh, inflammatory uh, stuff that you can use to condemn them never gets reported. Yeah. It's, it, 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 we read it because we read in, we read a conservative press that will report on it. Yeah, and you know, have so, those conservative presses are so little, so few that compared to the ones out there reporting on the garbage, 
it's everyone looks at that and they're just like, well, this one must be wrong and these guys must be right because they're all reporting the same thing. They're just in, re in reality, they're just reading off the same script. Yeah, I mean, we have I, the same it's, issue it's, here in Canada. Oh yeah, I'm I'm astounded lately. It's happened a few times uh, where I speak with friends of mine or acquaintances who know not only do they not know what's going on in the states, like they haven't been following, they don't care, um, but they don't know what's going on here with our government. They don't really understand what the deal is with COVID testing, how it's done. They haven't looked at the data. They haven't asked any questions. Um, they just turn on the CBC once in a while, and then whatever the CBC says, they assume it's, you know, and someone will let them know when they're free again. Like, <laughs> let me know, let me know when I can go outside, <laughs> please. Outside, and then yeah. and then they just carry on and they're not digging. And I am just floored by that. Yeah. I would actually prefer, uh, Alex, you and I were talking about this the other day. I would prefer that somebody be informed and have, you know, the wrong opinion. We can fight about it. Yeah. We can debate. I'm cool with that. We can disagree. But when they're not informed or even interested in That's being scary. informed, it is scary. They have no um, motivation to yeah. ask questions and look for their information. Actually, yeah. actually, it's in, yeah, it's interesting. You say they don't have the motive. In fact, many of these young people have been indoctrinated to the extent that they will run away from any attempt to try to inform them. You know, it's speech. It's, uh, it's speech is violence or some nonsense like that. Well, I know uh, a lot of people my age who still say, I don't like the news, I don't like politics, which is kind of what I did when I was like 12. Yeah, right? that's what I, I mean, did. I thought it was boring when I was a kid too, but this is, our, you know, your civic duty and your, I don't know, it, it, I won't say your purpose, but like it's, it's important to know what's going on in the world around you and you have an obligation to inform yourself well, as think, an adult. I think the problem with a lot of people is... Um, they don't think they need to because they don't really have anything that's personally affecting them that's going on. They like, don't think they do. They don't think they, they don't do. Know. Exactly. Like, it, all of this is personally affecting them right now with all these lockdowns, with all these draconian measures they're putting in place. But like for me, I wasn't ever really into it. It was firearms that got me into politics. And then once you look at the firearm politics, I looked at the rest of the politics going on behind it. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. Like what is going on here? And you, and then you have people always like, well, why are you, why are you guys always so worried about what's going on in the states? And I'm like, if you are so ignorant to the fact that you don't realize that what happens there is going to affect us between trade mm -hmm. deals, between what goes on in their court systems and everything, it is a big issue that you do not realize that. Well, and interconnected. You were talking about corporations earlier, Dan, and the mm -hmm. this is uh, something I don't see very often either among my peers is connecting the dots between corporations and stakeholders and executives who all know each other and they all share, even uh, our recent example, Dominion headquarters in yeah. Toronto, sharing a floor with the Soros Foundation uh, group. You know, this goes on all the time and it can be overwhelming to connect dots and then just kind of you get a little blown away by how connected it all is yeah. but you gotta try to understand it's, the bigger picture it's not easy you know to to uh the, the research required oh, you know, you're finding out I mean, who is it exactly uh who's the name of the person yeah who's who's who, who's involved in this and uh, you know the a lot of the uh companies like this dominion 
outfit. I mean, there are so many companies involved, and you know, you call them shell companies or yeah, uh, Smartmatic. Yeah, it's like how do you trace it? But and there are know, people that have done actually done the research, and I I, I admire them because yeah, you got to dig. It's a full time yeah. job have to dig. Yeah, and yeah. and. You know they're they're coming up with names of people. You look you look on the website. The, the website's been scrubbed. All the names have been taken down. They're going into. I guess they're using the Wayback Machine to get some of this stuff. You know um, what? I'll tell yeah. you something though. Um, I don't watch Netflix anymore. I don't watch usually. You know whatever new series is out that all my friends tell me I should watch. If I have an hour to kill in the evening, I investigate. I read, you know, news. Yeah. I, yeah. I read the people who do have time to spend all day, you know, pouring through reports that I don't. Yeah. I, I read what they have to say at the end of the day. And I'm, you know, and I'm not watching uh, Desperate Housewives and I'm not following, <laughs> uh, you know, when I was younger, I did that. And now I realize I, I don't have time. It's I such have a waste s- of time. Like, yeah. It really is. It's just like, how many shows can you binge watch before you're just like, what are you doing with yourself? So if you can spare an hour to watch something absolutely mindless on Netflix, yeah. then spare an hour to do a little digging uh, and well, read the news. Everybody wants... The, 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 you forget this is a generation a lot of these people are a generation of people who want everything now they don't want to have to work for it they don't want to have to earn it so even when it comes to answers they want those answers now yeah they don't want to do the research for it and when the research becomes hard or looks conspiratorial or anything like that automatically oh you know what i'm not wasting my time with this i'll just see what the government tells us like the like Good example, like, why don't you just listen to the experts? Why don't you just wear your mask? Just wear your mask. How hard is that? And I'm just like... "Ah." So that's, I mean, the experts disagree. Let's say the mask helps a little bit. The, f- the point being is, is it's never going to make it completely 100% accurate. Like, it, this mask isn't going to save your life, whether or not I have. If I have COVID and I come near you, whether or not I have a mask on, you're probably going to catch COVID, assuming you have a bad immune system or something like that. But just... They're, they're just trying like why can't they just try to like dumb it down it's like a simple a lo- question well it is confusing because a lot of experts disagree there are uh, we were talking about doctors uh, earlier who put pressure on certain politicians there are hundreds and thousands of doctors who are signing petitions against lockdowns there are plenty who tried to speak out in the states and were immediately censored and yeah. these are people who you know they study viruses they're, they're not uh, it's not Zuckerberg talking out of his butt or Bill Gates who doesn't have a medical degree. <laughs> These are doctors and scientists who have come out and said, actually, I disagree with those but findings. Trust the I'm not on board. They tell us to trust the science and they ignore these scientists. Well, science is it's, not stationary or decided. Well, science I, is a I, process. Yeah. It's a method. I don't think this has anything to do with science, to be honest oh, with nothing you. nothing at all. Uh, this, no. is, this is a, a political matter, pure and simple. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, th- you know, the, the, the goal is to uh, keep people locked down uh, who's being locked down? Uh, ordinary middle-class people who have jobs, who have businesses, and yeah. so on. They're being destroyed. Yep. And yet, uh, these people that are locking us down, they're still the, collecting their juicy paychecks. They, so, they are, and, and the people who are making money from it, guess what? Oh. We, we saw what happened uh, earlier this week in Toronto when a business owner refuses to go along with that. And, of course, that gentleman at Adamson's Barbecue is being used as an example. Absolutely. So they're, they're cracking down so ridiculously yeah. hard on him. And the police presence is enough to, you know, take care of the entire GTA. And they're all over there at Adamson's Barbecue. I, yeah. that, that one is such a weird subject for me because... 
I'm a very big supporter of the police, and I get a lot of flack for that. But seeing them do that just... It annoys the crap out of me because it's just like, come on, guys, you know better than that. I think that. a lot of people are having trouble with that. But I think, and some of them are just like, well, we're just following orders. You can't just follow orders when they're, they go against the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and the Bill of Rights. And apparently some of them there were actually asking for the, um, asking for those signs, uh, the uh, no lockdown signs that people yeah. were putting on their lawns. I think that Randy Hillier has been passing around. So apparently some police officers were against it, but it's just, you can be against it, but if you're still doing it, I think it's, it's not it's good. It's tough to see where the line is when you're in something, right? To see the forest for the trees. I think every everyone in healthcare says, I have ethical boundaries that I won't cross. And somebody who's in the military or a police force thinks to themselves, you know, one day there's going to be a line I won't cross. I will, you know, but I the, will put my foot down. But then when you're in the situation, it's hard to know when that time is to say, I'm not doing this. But that same day, there was protests downtown blocking the streets and they did nothing about it. Because BLM a, is it, it, untouchable, I man. I think that one was for the uh, for the uh, the the natives, the um, for the pipeline. I think that's what they were protesting that night, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just like so these people are allowed to block cranes. They're allowed to literally halt millions of dollars a day. But this guy opens up his restaurant to try to set an example for other business owners who are literally going to lose their business otherwise. And then now they're shutting them down. They're uh, banning them. They're like, you can't use social media because why not? If he uses social media, then more people are going to see it. So what he's done is that fund that they've raised, the last I checked, it was $300,000. He's going to use that fund for the legal funds of any other restaurant that decides to open up in support of him. So what they're trying to do is get a bunch of businesses to open up together, which is the only way we're going to get rid of this lockdown. It's the only way. Because... You were saying earlier, Ford's under pressure. We all have our opinions about Ford, and and you know what? Maybe if he really is under that much pressure, I feel for the guy, but also, you're the premier. You're supposed to stand up for the citizens, not let these doctors or these people that are giving you bad information, and if you know that information's bad, you should be telling them where to go and how to get there. That's your job as a premier. Well, you know, a couple of things. One, you know, saying that uh, Mr. Ford is under pressure. I mean, that's that's obvious. Um, you know, I want to believe that he hasn't completely flip-flopped and uh, jumped on board the Liberal Party train. Uh, it certainly would seem like it, but I would imagine that he's got uh, a, probably a small team of doctors in his ear chirping away. And, of course, at the same time, you've got a public that is being fed a steady diet of bullshit from the mainstream media. And uh, numbers, just cases, numbers, cases. yeah, everything, everything's really about the cases. The sad, sad reality is, is that, you know, the way that the tests are engineered, uh, obviously, uh, people are citing them as having problems, uh, everything from, you know, being overly sensitive to insignificant amounts of the virus, which it duplicates, and it's going to get you more false positives than perhaps you would expect, like half are false positives. So as testing continues during cold and flu season, for anybody who thinks that maybe they have any symptoms Wait a that might... You mean no, the flu no that flu. went away? Yeah. Right? Well, no, oh, yeah, that's Flu's right. The flu doesn't the exist anymore. The flu, the flu suddenly it's ceased COVID to exist. Season now. Since COVID season, we haven't seen any flus, but we've seen a lot of, oh my God. <laughs> You know what? Carl's Kitchen's got some competition. <laughs> All right? We, we, got, we got muffin delivery here. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you. The, you know, you guys I, spoil us too much. This is, this is when I know I, I've found my, my home. 
right? They, uh, there's, it looks like there's so, some blueberry. Those look healthier than the sour keys oh, we've been eating. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, somebody managed to leave us some sour keys, and, and those are delicious. But uh, now we've had Sabina uh, of the Hamilton Gun Club deliver uh, muffins. I guess she doesn't want them to go to waste. And Mark, she knows you, you mentioned cases. Yeah. I am wondering how many people who listen to this, or people in general in, in Canada, know the difference between a case and a death because we haven't heard about the the numbers of people dying in many 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 months we only hear about cases now and nobody's asking what the the actual you know line we were trying to flatten is doing who you know who really cares how many cases there are If, if everybody has a case of the cold as long as it doesn't kill any more people, um, you know, that's the number that I'm concerned about. I want to know about the death rates. I want to know about how many people are, you know, dying and, and who's dying more specifically. So we can so we can target the areas that we most want to insulate from what clearly is a, a virus that exists. However, uh, the media has done a piss poor job and the people in charge, uh, well, the ones that are supposed to be in charge of informing the public uh, seem to be making, you know, conflicting decisions from month to month. Uh, you know, to everybody out there that wants to describe me perhaps as an anti-masker or, you know... Uh, oh, they haven't met me yet. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I, it's not that I'm anti-masker. I'm pro-choice. I always say that. There's, And that's going to come up a lot. And it's the... Uh, yeah, I've been, wait, I've been wearing the same mask since last... Well, since last February. It's kind of getting... Kind of... Uh, that's disgusting. Grot- yeah, no, <laughs> that's disgusting. Wearing the country dish. Is this an experiment? Yeah, absolutely. I've, well, I've, 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 I have no fear of my own germs, that's for sure. Uh, I, I, I have a couple of, of uh, news items that caught my eye uh, uh, yesterday. One was how many people died from the Wuhan virus in Japan uh, versus the number of people who have, since lockdown, committed committed suicide right. um it's a real eye, o- eye opener <clears throat> yeah. it's a it's a it's a tragedy um the story that and i'm I, i'm still upset by it is uh, a canadian and this is reported finally in the american news they picked up on it a canadian woman i guess she was what 90 or an older woman like right mm. yeah um is in a nursing home and um her her health suffered from the uh lockdown and this time, she requested to be euthanized uh, because she couldn't look. She couldn't uh, tolerate another two weeks of lockdown. Couldn't see her family. She couldn't see her family. So uh, they agreed. The doctor signed off on it, uh, and it's probably a good thing they don't publish his name. Uh, I'm not saying that I would do anything about it, but I think the family agreed to it too. The, the, yeah. Well, yeah. There you are. And so the hospital, or sorry, the nursing home that wouldn't allow them to visit allowed them to come and visit with her uh, because she was taking her life. I mean, uh, honestly, I mean, it's just, it, 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 the logic of it is, it defies, it you defies want to see your family, kill incredi- yourself. Yeah, yeah it's incredibly sad to think she wanted to spend a few moments <clears throat> yeah. with her family so badly she yeah. was willing to die to do it. And, you know, I'm the sort of person, I don't, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be upfront about it. Um, so she's in a nursing home. If she's got dementia, doesn't know who her own family is, doesn't matter to me. You, you help people to live as long as possible, mm-hmm. uh, to euthanize her because she can't 
Taught their face down another two weeks of a lockdown. I mean, yeah. this is this is. I can just tell you. You guys know I'm a nurse. Eh? I used to work yes. in long-term care, and uh, definitely those those last few years or months for some elderly people is conflicting for healthcare staff because um, we definitely have a ton of DNRs and we have people who will decline meds and, and food and stuff like that but I am really grateful that I'm not working in long-term care right now I have a friend who is and she has been telling me stories for months about her residents um, just refusing to eat now yeah. or to take their medication and they know what they're doing they want to die because they are so lonely and confused yeah. every day yeah but it's the same for the, the, the elderly and the children as well. Children who are who were accustomed to seeing uh, other children on oh, a regular yeah. basis at school and perhaps outside are are yeah. more or less isolated. You know, I know I know many many adults uh, of my age, and I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a, a senior who are very depressed, and it sort of surprises me. I, I you know what what are you depressed about? Said, well, I can't do anything. Then I stop and think about it. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not a, I'm, I'm a social person, I guess, but I spend most of my spare time reading. So I'm with my friends. I mean, yeah, I, not you, every, you know, that's, this, they're, they're, you're, you're yeah, a rare bird. Yeah, but, uh, yeah the companionship of a book. Um, like you were talking about television. I don't watch television. Uh, I do watch things online. This is, I but, have, I have yeah. watched people's health um, either uh, really dramatically improve or decline depending on their social interactions in, in the nursing home. Yeah. Yeah. So when we get them into recreation activities, when we get them music, and, and especially like they love having dinner with their friends. So yeah. all the ladies, you know, spend an hour getting dressed up and then they go to lunch with their girlfriends. Yeah. These are the things that, you know, cut their medication down, um, keep them from uh, having such pronounced symptoms if they have yep. dementia these are the things that keep them alive and it builds immunity it, it's it's powerful medicine to keep a person happy and interactive and we know this this is not you know this is not speculation we know this so healthcare workers right now are just having to go against their their guts with these elderly people knowing yeah. that this is hurting them so much well i this long before the wuhan virus showed up but uh, grandmother was in a nursing home and i you know I, if i say it's the best thing that ever happened to her we obviously it wasn't but uh, she was uh at home until she was about 95 and she fell and, and broke a hip and she was isolated at home and so we would go and visit her you know frequently in the nursing home, she was around all these people. It was like, you know, it, 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 she sort of came alive, and I felt mm. bad. You know, I, I'd been trying to get her into a nursing home for years. She wouldn't go. But in nursing home, she had people to talk with, and, you know, she had dementia. She didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. She's 100 years old. We had a 100, 100th birthday party. Um, and But but she was, she was, she actually is enjoying herself. You know, she died the next year, but... Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the idea... This is um, not insignificant. I think we're going to realize in a few years down the road, maybe, when we look back, that um, depriving children of their normal lives and um, c 
killing off our elderly people this way, the Not way that wrong. we have, That's has wrong. been so ungracious and heartless. And I don't think we're really getting it yet. We haven't seen the numbers. No. We don't appreciate the scale of well, it. The, the numbers, that's, again, I don't know that we'll ever see the numbers because they'll they'll play around with yeah, them. These like, people, they get to, they tell us what the numbers are. Yeah, see, I, I, I've been joking. So, and I'm not, I'm not really joking when I say it. Nobody died of old age last year. Yeah. Um, you know, the Johns Hopkins came out with a report, which they've since pulled down and then said that, you know, that they had made a mistake in the reporting. I'm not sure exactly what the mistake was. I'm sorry. I haven't had a chance to track down their retraction. But they're essentially saying that numbers of people that died this year are not much different than the last year. In, in <laughs> Canada, say, we have less than the previous year. It might very well be. I, uh, but again, I don't know that we can trust numbers anymore. The people who are perpetrating this on us have every reason to uh, uh, report numbers in such a way that you wouldn't be able to discern what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And they know most people won't look past the numbers. They won't dig into it. Won't drill down, won't drill down on it. No, yeah. that's true. And, you know, it's... Uh, it, like I say, when you, you, you look at a country like Japan that has very, very small numbers of people die from virus and they have a very large number of people who are dying from suicide. I mean, it's honestly, you, you know, and they've, they've locked down their population. Uh, clearly, you know, decisions are being made for, uh, for some other reason. There's some other motivation going on here. Yes, ordinary people are afraid they're going to die. Uh, personally, I'm not. I've been out and about. I wear my mask when I have to, I guess, like when I go into a store, but it's the same damn mask that I've been using for months on end, mm -hmm. uh, that it's dirty doesn't bother me because it's probably pretty much the same, you know, if I didn't have a mask. I, I'd breathing. like to recommend you get a new mask, Dan. Just well, for, you know, maybe, just, maybe, maybe I I'll get... I feel I'm obligated yeah, to recommend I, that I you get have, a clean mask. I do mask. have a spare one in the visor of the car, so if I, if I for some reason, drop the mask I have now, I'll, I'll replace it. I have a, what, a three-second rule. If it's on the ground for less less than three seconds, it goes right. That's okay. That yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, now you're breathing this stuff in all day, every day anyways, yeah. you know? I, I want I want to return to something. I love the conversation. I could listen to you guys for hours. I want to uh, I want to just bring it back into play. Uh, Adam Skelly that, is that his name? Yeah, Adam, yeah. yeah. The uh, the young man owning the uh, Adamson's Barbecue that is under uh, <clears throat> attack for back lack of a better term. Uh, one of the things I noticed when they released him, like first of all, um, you know they raised something like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars for legal fees for him or. GoFundMe account. Well, it was 300K last yeah. Time. So so okay. So he's uh, <laughs> this young man gets arrested and uh, finds himself in custody. And of course, when they release him, and this is something that I find interesting, um, one of the conditions is that he not use social media and he not communicate using social media. At least it, it appeared to be that they were restricting his ability to speak. Like I mean. Clearly, he's gained himself uh, quite the following and probably should have access to those people wanting to know what's going on to deny him the ability to kind of speak to the issues uh, that he's dealing with, the mistreatment, perhaps, he's dealing with uh, by not allowing him to go on social media like that. Is there a precedent for that? I, I don't believe that there is, but speech on the Internet is, in my opinion, it doesn't matter that it's digital. It's free speech, and it appears to be an infringement on his ability yeah. to So speak. I'm concerned that as soon as that happens once, 
then it's uh, it's not fought as hard the next time, and it's opening doors to uh, allow that to. I I think that it, it opens a, a number of very ugly doors. I, I think that uh, Dan, you probably got something to say about that. But I mean, it, it's clearly the beginning. Like freedom, freedom of speech. There's a reason why it's the First Amendment. You know, and it's very important. The ability for the Americans, to, we, yeah, for we the have Amer- a, a similar provision. Yeah, kind of you know, uh, in this country. Well, no, but the, clearly, you know, the United States served, you know, whether you agree or not, as, as sort of a, you know, a template, uh, you know, North American living. Canada is different, but we, we too place a very high value on freedom of speech because it is so important. Like the minute that somebody has the ability to tell you what you can say and what you may want to express, you're entering into some very dangerous territory, folks. And and, and I would not, uh, I think, be, I don't think it'd be possible to overstate how important it is that the public have a very adverse reaction to the idea that uh, a man who isn't calling for violence, isn't uh, inciting any kind of protest even that I, I can see that's, that's looking dangerous. Like, I mean, yeah, what has, category do they put this under? Uh, yeah, there's no like, hate speech law or anything I can think of. He seems like an all Canadian, like let's 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 go play some hockey kind well, of kid, and you know they've slapped a gag on him. I don't understand yeah, how they can I justify think a, that. A, a, a judge, like if he had gone to court, a judge could conceivably put a gag order on him for, and it's and it's been done many times. Um, he hasn't had the benefit of a court date yet, um, but. It could be construed that he is counseling people to violate some law or regulation. But it's not a law. It's a mandate. Uh, it's yeah, like, it's yeah. not necessarily a law. It's no, if, he's, if, if, if the, yeah, but the, 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 the rationale, I'm, I'm guessing, from those who are enforcing here is that, yeah, it's a mandate. And he's, if he's in any way counseling people not to follow this mandate, then they have a right to silence him. I, I Firmly, I don't. I don't. I firmly believe that that's a, a faulty bit of reasoning, uh, but I can see perhaps that's what they're up to. Um, you know, it, it, the idea though is that here's a guy who um, he's making a decision for himself. It's his business. People don't have to go there if they don't want to go there. They don't have to walk in the door. They don't if, if they don't like the fact that there's people not wearing masks in there and yeah. they believe they should, they don't go in. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, no matter how you look at this, it's it's a, it's a very offensive thing. And yes, uh, uh, he is being support. He's a lot of people are financially supporting him from, you know, for his legal expenses and so on. And I'm glad that they are. Um, the. Um, uh, Eventually, this is going to end up in a court, and perhaps he'll be, he'll be vindicated. You know, if he has, if he gets a judge who's who's uh, uh, halfway reasonable and understands the idea of of uh, of uh, civil rights. I don't think they're going to be able to hit him with most of the stuff that they try charging him with. If maybe one or two things will stick, yeah. and the only way I, I think that whatever judge it is is going to get a lot of pressure from uh, our government, our. Uh, Supreme Leader. He's probably going to try to push it. I'm surprised we actually haven't heard him say nothing about it, realistically. From well, his, he's, uh, he's interfered in other legal from, issues. Is he, is he hiding back at the cottage <laughs> again? Yes, so. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It, it's just crazy to me because it's like you said. It's like they don't want us to have a choice. I choose to go up, every, to wake up every day and work since this pandemic started. Yep. 
I chose to not wear a mask because I grew up with asthma personally, yep. so medical condition. And I choose to see my friends. I choose to hug people, all this. And I've been fine. I probably don't take care of myself the best, but I think I have a good, healthy immune system to a point, which clearly. And it's just like, there's ways you they could have gone about this. The WHO right now is even saying you shouldn't be locking people down for this long, which they are a whole different conversation because they stirred this pot Fauci up. Fauci said the same thing, and so did the CDC. Yeah, but they want to ignore that. What they should have done, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, whatever. But I mean, it's a second lockdown we're going into now, so learn from your first mistakes. If people are older, have bad immune systems, maybe, hey, how about this? We'll take care of you. We'll pay you. You don't have to go to work. Everybody else, you're healthy. Full speed ahead. It's going to cost us less money. It's going to keep the economy going. It's going to keep small businesses afloat. And then just take precautions if you have family members that could catch this illness. But no, I feel like they want the stuff shut down. This is a way for them to be able to profit off this with bigger businesses and then it's also a way for them to ship to switch to the next uh, industrial revolution which is digital well there's there are things being proposed that that truly do frighten me and it's for example con contact uh, tracing uh, you know that that they're talking about well uh, it they may make it so that you can't um, get a government service or go on an air flight or unless you can prove that you're vaccinated. Yeah. Um, you know, that this is a, it's not a slippery slope uh, in, in a traditional sense. It's, it's a free fall uh, loss of, um, of, of our personal freedoms. And I'm really, I'm really sorry to see it going on. Um, I personally don't think the government gives a damn that the economy is being destroyed. Uh, in the United States, if you look uh, at the, the initial response was, you know, never, never let a crisis go to waste. They locked down the country, uh, take the best economy they ever had and destroy it. And when it threatens to make a comeback, they shut down again. So this is the second shutdown. We're, this is November. We're into a whole new The second uh, time I season. see more resistance from healthcare workers and scientists than the first time. Um, like you just mentioned, WHO, CDC, Dr. Yep. Fauci. But there's also groups now that are forming uh, nurses against lockdowns, doctors against lockdowns. Um, there's a petition with over 37,000 signatures from doctors who are against lockdowns in yes. North America. But but we go ahead anyways the second time against medical advice and that's what i find really fascinating because, because it, it's it not makes about, it clear it's, well exactly it's not about science. it makes it very clear the second time around yeah. that it is about politics and that sort of veil is up this time the ordinary people who are frightened to death it's criminal what they've done they've made all these people so frightened you know, I have a friend who, you know, he's, I, I'm talking to him about this, and he, you know, I said this is all bogus, and he's no, no, you know, this is a deadly virus. Uh, I guess, you know, the, you, you, you know, you want to, you want to let people die. I said, well, what do you mean, let people die? Nobody's dying. Who's dying? Where are the numbers? Yeah. Um, you know, well, it's a pandemic. No, the, you know, any definition of pandemic, we're long past it. Uh, you know, the numbers of people who have positive tests you know i ask myself you know on average an adult gets three to four 
COVID-like infections a year. So, uh, you know, who knows what COVID infection they're detecting in people. We're in the middle of a new uh, cold season. God only knows. And nobody's telling me that they've, they've, uh, they're looking at the uh, genetics of this virus and saying, oh, yep, it's the same virus uh, because the test will pick up any COVID-like virus. So they, they haven't actually detected any um, COVID virus to study whatsoever. Well, the, the, yeah, the, well, the, the testing is, is, is positive, right? Yeah. And there, you know, there's the, no actual virus like sample. We don't, we haven't seen it. They don't well, have they didn't it. even have a model for it at first. They were giving yeah. us a cartoon model of what the virus apparently looks like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and the whole rush vaccine. They, so, okay. Put it this way. You want to talk about the meat, going back to the media for a second and how they were going to how they wanted to bring the economy back down after it was going back up with the lockdown. Perfect example. When Trump said it was two months ago, three months ago, uh, Pfizer and all Moderna, these they're rushing the vaccine. We could have it by the end of the year. Now I'm not going to take that vaccine right away. Well, it doesn't look like Canada's going to even get it till the end of next year. <laughs> so that's a whole other story. But the point is, Trump said this, and they're like, "This is irresponsible for him to say this. There's no way it should be fast rolled this quick, and it's just not responsible. It's not safe." The moment they announced Joe Biden as a president-elect, oh, the next three days, oh, Pfizer, Moderna, oh, it's looking great, 94, 95 percent effectiveness. They actually um, announced we're calling it Project Warp Speed. Yeah, the, the hypocrisy to just completely flip, and it's just people are just like eating it up. They're just like, oh yeah, this is great. They announced it through Biden, by the way. They waited, yeah, till after the election, and then Biden is informed that it's going to be available. Um, it's a remarkable thing that they developed this thing so fast. Uh, and it does seem, they say... And the, the type six, of vaccine that it is has never been successfully used. Well, They, they don't have any successful track yeah, record I, of an mRNA vaccine working for a respiratory virus. It's theoretically possible to do. Um, it's the same. It's, <laughs> you need it's, a lot more yeah. than theory. No, well, no, with I mean, with a like, vaccine, you need like a track record. They have to find that part of the, uh, of the virus that they can attack generally. The, yeah. the, that, that part that doesn't change from one mutation to the other. So, for example, flu viruses, you can get a, uh, a vaccination. It'll work for whatever virus they 40% figure. of the time. Yeah. Well, they figure this is a virus for this year, and they get a vaccine. Turns out it's a different flu virus, and you'll get it. Um, so yeah, they but this is had... different. They're, they're not injecting any portion of the virus. They're instead triggering your DNA to um, to fight against what they perceive as the attack, they're programming this literally yep. and sending it into your cells with nanoparticles. Yep. This isn't so, like another vaccine. We have not done genes. this before. Uh, it could change your gene pool. I don't think and it that, could. Yeah, I don't know about that. The uh, uh, yeah, I suppose anything's possible, but you know, it's in terms of the vaccine. You know, if it comes out uh, and it's available. You know, like I told you, if they give me a lollipop, they can they can poke me with anything. I don't care. Um, so you're a brave man, Dan. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, it's it, it, uh, I, I have to, I, I get a flu a flu shot every year. Uh, I'm at the age where it's it's a fairly dangerous thing for me to get the flu. Like you say, it's a hit and miss proposition, anyways. Mm -hmm. um, do I confine myself in the house every time the flu comes around? No, I'm I'm out and about like everybody else. Um, I, like I told you, or I don't know if I've mentioned this 
on podcasts, but very early on, I was in a hospital and was seated next to a guy with a virus for about, I don't know, hour and a half. And um, I wasn't wearing a mask. He's sitting in a chair right next to me. He, he was wearing a mask. He was coughing like mad, uh, Chinese fellow. Um, was I worried? No, not really. I washed my hands. I didn't touch my face. I went home. And all's good. Uh, I mean, of all the people, I'm the one who has to be the most fearful of it because I have all manner of really interesting comorbidities. Uh, so if I get it, God knows. Hell, if I get the flu, I could probably die. If I scratch my finger, I could die. I'm not going to change my life. The for flu this. kills tens of thousands yeah. of people in Canada every year. Nobody even paid attention. And no one has yeah. ever been hysterical about They're it before. Last... Although it does kill children and younger adults Absolutely. than COVID does. There are some. There are some flu strains that will kill young. Some that will uh, that will uh, kill old. Uh, the Spanish flu. Excuse me. That's that's uh, not politically correct. <laughs> the the flu pandemic uh, that killed. Uh, between, and I don't even know, between 50 and 100 million people worldwide uh, in 1917, I think. It was about 100 years ago. Yeah, a little over 100 years ago. And um, in the United States, I think the number was pegged at 600,000, which is a fairly large number. And and we're talking at a time when the population, overall population, is quite a bit smaller. Yeah. Um, And that was to my way of thinking, a pandemic. That was serious. Now, mm-hmm. most of those people didn't die from the flu. They died from the pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia, mm-hmm. that they got, and, and most people who know that if they get the flu, they end up on antibiotics, not because antibiotics treat the flu, it treats the bacteri- uh, opportunistic secondary bacterial infection that you get. And it, during the, the uh, uh, flu pandemic, uh, there were no antibiotics, and the, the vast majority of people died from a bacterial infection that could have been cured today. Yeah. So we're um, not allowed to name flus after places <coughs> anymore, eh? What what would you call the Spanish flu then? Well, well the, the, this is this this uh, this <laughs> latest the latest one. This this COVID is actually the Trump virus. And it'll probably be known if, if the Democrats uh, succeed in taking the White House, it'll be known as the Trump virus from here on in. Um, which really, uh, uh, the the the, the Spanish, so-called Spanish flu wasn't Spanish. I believe it started at a military base in Kansas. So uh, it should be named after that, I guess. I also think it's offensive to animals to say swine flu or yeah, that's right. yeah avian flu <laughs> sucks for you. people who fly. That's not very swine. nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I mean it's it. Yeah, I, that's the, the political correct nonsense. You know, they're just focused on words so much to just get people mad over words. Yeah, freaking words like Jesus. Christ. Like I understand you've got to be. You gotta be nice to people. You, you wanna kinda watch what you say generally, but just for them to focus on words so much to the point where it's just people don't know how to react when they hear these words. Like, okay, let's say they call the virus the Trump virus. You know how many people are gonna, in rebuttal, call it the China virus even more now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you wanna play that game? Okay. Well, he's, he's apparently responsible for every single person who died, but, um, you know, it's. It, the the well, cure know, is going to be known as the Biden cure. Oh, 
You mean Biden, like Biden care? No? Yeah, Biden care. Yeah. It's a shame he won't know I about it. I can't throw together a, a coherent sentence, and he's yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, he's going to lead. He's going to lead them all to salvation. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's really funny to watch. Uh, back to the vaccines. I can tell you from where I'm sitting. <clears throat> you know, listening to you, Dan, uh, talk about it. Uh, you're going to outlive me. I know that for sure. But uh, <laughs> I'm so. unlike unlike you, I'm not. I don't want any vaccine. And I'll tell you why. It's not that I'm an anti-vaxxer. Certainly, I'm from a generation where, you know, we came right out of the shoot. And we were already getting vaccinated in the 70s. Yeah. Um, I think a lot a lot's changed since the 70s. Uh, I've never been a fan of the uh, flu shot. I've never gotten that. And at one point, they tried to force me to take it, but I wouldn't uh, as a police officer. Yeah, if you come in contact with the public you're, on a regular basis, your duties bring you in contact. You're supposed to, but you know, yeah, doctors but, and but, nurses and whatnot. But with, yeah. you know, times are changing and uh, them uh, throwing together, because that's really what this is. Like, I mean, how long did they spend researching, you know, uh, the flu vaccine? I mean, it doesn't even work. Like you know, sixty-five years. Okay, and and they still haven't really gotten it right. We still have the flu, so so now so now you've got a oh, bunch. It's disappeared this year. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If, if, yeah if it was a competitive right. pandemic to push right. it out of the way. Yeah, I, I guess I guess the flu decided to take a hike for 2020. Maybe it didn't like it any more than the rest of us. But but ultimately, you know, the flu shot. You know, eh, okay, they've had like 40 years or whatever to develop that. But then we've got, uh, you know. A bunch of corporations in a race to be the first to come up with something like like needless to say i i wouldn't trust this government to uh barely operate a toaster oven that they're yeah. going to throw together in record time a vaccine that they're going to give the companies legal indemnification so they can't even be sued if shit yeah. goes sideways so hold on you're going to throw it together in record time probably a bunch of your buddies running those outfits um, and, and, and doing things half-ass, something tells me that whatever it is that they throw together, I don't want it. I've heard some people say that, you know, they want to see them, you know, other people get it first, you know, like see how that goes. Smart, man. I, you know, yeah. a, a lot of people seem to think that, you know, there's going to be some, you know, optional, you know, sort of, it's going to be a problem really fast sort of situations. You'll be able to see it. Like people will be dropping dead like flies. I don't think it'll be, um, you know, that sort of mistake. I'm willing to bet that, you know, it, if we get a vaccine that is messed up, it's going to impact us down the road. It's, yeah. What are the side effects? You can't research. Well, that. there's no there's no long term data, so so they're going to throw together something in record time, provide themselves if, legal if insulation, any- and then they're to top it all off. Yeah, you know we don't we don't really well we haven't really tried it on human beings, you know. But, but don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. What could go wrong, right? Lots I, of I have similar but issues. You see, the thing is, if if there are. Uh, negative uh, long-term consequences you'll never hear about them because that that'll be kept from you um no i I, you know i i understand that there's you know mark's Mark's attitude towards it i understand perfectly i i i'm i'm skeptical i personally i don't think any vaccine i'm at an age now where if it has a negative effect who cares i'm not going to live long enough to suffer from it but the uh uh the, the thing is that i don't trust the government to solve a problem of any kind. They're the the last person, the last place in the world I would look for a solution to anything. Um, And I'm amazed that that people defer so much. We should be more skeptical. We should be doubtful. Um, You know, I'm I'm not saying this with malicious intent. I'm not trying to undermine the authority as if I could. Um, But people really ought to have 
a skeptical attitude towards anything that comes from the government. Anybody who has more power, yeah. anybody who has like a, is in a position of power, generally you're going to want to be weary of them, whether or not left, right, centered. Like how many people su were supporting Doug Ford, thinking he was for us? And like I said, maybe the pressure is so immense that he has no other choice than to do what he's doing. I don't know. Personally, I, I, find it, just, I find it mystifying. It's truly. just weird how he went. He just did the 180 completely. So it just shows you somebody who you thought you could trust. You can't. You can't trust even people that you think are on your side. You but, have to choose who is best for business at the moment. You and know, but that's the, ultimately the only thing you can do with government. With 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 Ford. I mean, you imagine to yourself that he's looking at Trump and. That Trump is a guy who's had, uh, you know, th every day of the year for the last four years, mm -hmm. more than more than once during the day, uh, the media come after him. Well, that's they all they threw did. everything at everything at him. And I don't know, you know, Ford looks at what what they did to Trump, and maybe he doesn't want to have to go through that. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, if uh, it, it takes a special kind of courage uh, to stand up to that, uh, but I'm I'm telling you, it, it's it's. We're at a point now where there are people who now, after nearly, I guess, a year, mm -hmm. still believe that everybody's going to die. Yeah. Well, I think with Ford, he actually is scared of being compared to Trump because he was being compared to Trump. At, at one point, he at, was. When That's he was true. making a lot of those cuts so that we could yeah. actually build stuff, people were just like, oh, this is the Canadian version of Trump, blah, blah, blah. That's how he got his base, and now he's losing them. Yeah. So that's what's crazy to me, but it's just like... I lost my point here. Well, you know, I, I, think, I think, well, no, it's, it's funny because I, I think we're going to wrap up shortly anyway, but it brings us full circle to back to where we began, which was with the professor here making commentary uh, in relation to not, it's not left and right anymore. It's, it's a whole other animal. So, like, I mean, one of the challenges is going to be like, well, who do you trust? I mean, even the conservatives don't seem to be all too conservative when it comes right down many, to it. Uh, many either, are they, not. Either, either they succumb to the pressure, they've been flat out bought, or they're being leveraged in some manner. People seem to be turning uh, all over the place. And, you know, like even Mr. Ford doesn't seem to be uh, impervious in some ways to the pressures, whatever they may be, uh, because he did do a complete turnaround. I think, I think to be fair, I think anybody rational that's looking at the data knows the truth. I, I think that it exists for the people that want to uh, see it. I imagine a, a man like him would have requested that information, unless, of course, he was told not to ask. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is, is that, you know, uh, anybody out there that wants to research the numbers, they exist. Um, you know, like, what can I tell you, folks? Uh, I'll always say that it's real. It exists. Um, there's a reason why the pressure is there. People have died from this. But at the same time, uh, it seems to be affecting from all indications, an older portion of the population that tend to be kind of confined, like people in old age homes. And what I've gotten for the year that I've been keeping my ear close to the ground, uh, uh, with my friends in the medical community is that it's, it's really affecting seniors and they generally speaking have two to three serious underlying health issues. And, and truth be told, you know, they would be, you know, kind of the people you would expect would be on their way out. It may sound insensitive, but, uh, no, this, from this or something like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, 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 if they caught the, the flu, the thing that, yeah, the thing that they've call, you know, COVID, you know, certainly, uh, can kill them the same way that a flu does, or, you know, any one of a number of other things, uh, unfortunately can tip people over the you know the scale there uh, but the truth is is that you got people now that are, are just 
terrified. Like and the, the media's done a great job of fear mongering, but if you look through that and you're willing to seek out, you know, alternative sources of information, what you'll find is that this thing has been way overblown by the media and driven by this giant industry it's created. Because like, I mean, the PPE and you know, hand sanitizer. I wish I was a hand sanitizer sales, right? And the app. So much oh yeah. But then you know what they tried to do? If you had an iPhone, they tried to sl- slip in a little update there that. Um, you have yeah. to turn off yeah. uh, COVID tracing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting a little bit frightening. I, I certainly, you know, pulling back and looking at the bigger picture, uh, for everybody that, you know, maybe a year, two years ago, three years ago, I know some people have been talking about this for quite some time. Anybody that ever said, that, you know, clearly there was a movement that was sweeping across, you know, the world, um, you know, heading towards this kind of socialist or totalitarian, uh, you know, sort of regime to live under, uh, the rise of the corporation you know, as it were, uh, is, is a real problem. Anybody that ever got accused of being a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, and this is something that we're even hearing in the halls of parliament now. We've got, you know, liberal government members saying, you know, if you're going to listen to conspiracy theories and fake news, I, I, I believe that, you know... So uh, was it fake news all the times you got caught in your conspiracy? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> conspiracies right. are real. Did, so if you could throw the word theory at the end of it just to try to make it seem like it's irrelevant, it's not. Because we've caught you in so many of those conspiracy yeah. theories. See, c- conservatives know that we have many enemies. Not just leftists, but like I say, uh, corporatists. You know, they're people who want to be left alone and live their lives. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a there are there are many many there there. Are, if you lived in Iran, it would be a theocracy that would be your your enemy that want to tell you how you're going to conduct your life in the mo- m- most minute detail. When I show you that book, you yeah. will be amazed. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it, no, it's it, it, it's it's not a conspiracy. It's it's been happening for years and years and years. Yeah. Well, you could just throw that word on it, and then everyone's like, "Oh, well, it must not be true now." It's People just have such a cop. What the word conspiracy means? It was they made. Equate it with something false. The term conspiracy theory was made by the CIA, so people would stop yeah. questioning the shady <laughs> shit that they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the conspiracy theories, and then people politic. would be like, "Oh, they must be kooks." They yeah. We, I, I looked up this. Uh, uh, I, you know, there, there's these conservative uh, websites like uh, Parler and and um, uh, what's the other one? The uh, video one. Um, no, 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 Rumble. So yeah, I looked true. up. I looked up Parler. I just typed it into the search window, and I do not use Google. I use another one. Duck, and duck, I, yeah. yeah. And so uh, what comes up is uh, uh, on the corner is always Wikipedia, which also I do not use. But the little blurb. Uh, you know, talks about it being far right wing, uh, yeah. uh, you know, a, a full of conspiracy th- uh, theorists and QAnon. Unbelievable. It's like, you know, and most people don't know what QAnon is. I do. And it's nonsense. So the, uh, uh, the, the it's a relentless uh, a stream of, of uh, misinformation. Uh, Parler is simply a website where you can go. You won't, unless you break the law, uh, will not be censored. Yeah, and of course, they uh, start posting uh, stories about well, Parler's censoring. I mean, it's incredible. It's just a, an endless stream of misinformation. The problem is, is when these people are always like, well, why don't you just start your own social media company? Like, because right. you're getting banned. Like, so, the okay, opposition is huge. Th- for one. To, to hold a social media company that big, the amount of servers, the amount of money, everything that goes into it, just to keep it running smoothly, 
So yeah. people will stay on it because the amount of people that would join an app like that yeah. would be exponentially high. But actually, the the equipment's not that expensive. It's the people to run the equipment that's it's it's at a huge expense because yeah. you have to have talented people because you know what they'll come after you. They they'll your your website will be attacked constantly. Yeah, it'll be constantly web attacks. They'll yeah. be trying to hack you. Everything. Yep. yep. You know, I uh, I saw this meme and it was great. It says. Uh, Second here. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. It's amazing. Get off the porn. I, no. <laughs> Listen, definitely, definitely not porn. No, no. Dave, Dave, Dave was calling. I was I was calling yeah. up. I was calling up a screen here, and and of course, uh, Dave calls me right in the middle. Real, real was, life intruded there. For yeah. A no. Yeah. Just solace talk is. Just, Noah was a conspiracy theorist. Then it started to rain. Yeah. You know, like for everybody out there that associates. You know, being misled like a con job, you know, like connected to the word, you know, conspiracy theorist or the term conspiracy theorist. I can tell you that I've seen a lot of that uh, shit turn out to be right. And I mean, with a lot less, you know, evidence than we're seeing now, uh, things are obviously happening pretty fast in the world of politics. Uh, we've uh, discussed quite a few subjects today, but I'm probably going to wrap this one up because I can see it's starting to get well, late. Well, I, I, will, I will say that I, 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 I really pity anyone who is really ill-informed, which I suppose is a, a large enough group of people, because if they want to step into the game right now, if you if you just wanted to get started and try to inform yourself right now, there is no way that you would be able to trust anybody. They've they've undermined everything the, the, with, with uh, uh, most incredible misinformation, most incredible stories, and who would you know who to trust? Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I, I see that as being a really huge problem. Um, I've always, you know, looked at, well, all right, uh, who is, who's speaking? Uh, what possible motivations could they have? Um, you know, when it's a politician, it's easy enough because they're, we know what their motivation is. They want to get elected. They want to have power. They want to have their, uh, the privilege and and all the benefits that come with it. So they'll say and do anything to get elected. Um, at least most of the people on the left will. And there are some people on the right, uh, uh, conservatives who will as well. Hell, there's people who will say they're conservative in order to get elected, uh, and they're not really conservative. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're right, no. Dan. It's, it's overwhelming for people who no. are just starting now to ask questions and get some really crazy answers that they didn't expect. Yeah. I've, I've been researching um, the Canadian government, the U.S. government, the so-called elites and stuff like that for the last 20 years. Yeah. So now when I stumble across some new stuff that's really shocking, it's not, it doesn't shut me down as a yeah. person, well, I, you know. I've, I've primed myself for that, but I do have friends who are just starting this year. Um, a couple, I'm very pleased recently that I was able to kind of bring on board and get them looking and what I told them is don't try to dig into everything all at once when you when you get on the net and you go down a rabbit hole and you're looking at you know pedophile conspiracies yep. and elites and Illuminati yep. and all these you know things and and the politics at hand which is you know in itself very complex it's too much and you can get depressed you can get overwhelmed so I think a good place to start is what you just said which is to um, put up a filter yeah. that 
questions that has some healthy skepticism that asks what is the motivation what is this you know person backed by whoever's saying this where do their opinions come from and just start asking those questions you know it's when i talk to people for example about trump and 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 i've already mentioned that uh, you know would i have what trump is a friend probably not um, I would. That, yeah. yeah, I'd hang, the, I'd hang the, with him. But that's, you know, that's just, that's just who I am. Do I think he's the greatest president they've ever? Yeah. Do, do I think he's the greatest president they've ever had? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't have to like somebody. It's to, a matter of doing a yeah. job. I mean, I mean, Stephen Harper, uh, as I've said before, was a piece of wood. He had no personality, and I, and I love the guy. I, I'd vote for him any day. He was a great prime minister. Mr. Harper, if you're listening. Please don't be offended. Yeah. <laughs> no, wearing I mean, a sweater once. Yeah, he did, no, he, that rock was festive. star he was not. <laughs> you know, so I went to talk to people about Trump. You know, I, I, you know, I, you have to change the focus of the conversation because he's been vilified and, and he's hated and despised by so many people. And it's like, well, you know, you're looking for perfection. When I listen to people talk, like I was saying, Dan Bongino says, you know, we're not worshiping a golden calf here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not the pastor of my church. I don't don't need him to be a a moral leader for me. Politician. And he's not even that. He's a guy, a guy who holds elected office. Uh, And so, you know, you, you, you have to step back from it and ask yourself, all right, what is it I'm asking for? Am I asking for someone like, say, Hillary Clinton, who's the smartest woman in the world, who's, who's a saint? Does he have to be like her? God help us. <laughs> weird sentence you, know? you just said. I, I'm, I'm you know? I, know. I, know I, I just sort of rock back in yeah. my chair a little bit. I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> you know, wow. I mean, I, you, you, you get a guy like, our, like Trudeau, um, and... Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, he's he's such an idiot. That Accomplished I, part-time I, drama teacher, you yeah, mean? Yeah, no, but I, I I'm constantly asking myself, you know, all right, who who's who's pulling this guy's strings? Who's telling him what to say? Because he's not. I don't really think he's clever enough to come up with any of this crap. The other day, he did something that I I tell you, when I say I spit, I did. He said, he re, he he he. It was a repetition of Biden's campaign slogan. Oh, yeah. Out of the mouth of our prime minister, build back better. Well, I think they've been saying that for a while. It's, yeah. They've been saying that in um, the UK. Yeah. They've been it's, saying yeah. that in the States. They've been saying that in Canada. Is something so interesting about build back better is that it's quite differentiated from building they're destroying can, so they can reset. Yeah, everything. build back better implies you must first destroy. Yeah. yeah. They, they're going to build it in their It has been. The Wuhan virus destroyed it all. And when I, when I heard our prime minister, now, now, now keep in mind, uh, Canadians have, have by and large th- throughout the more recent history taken great pride in their anti-Americanism. We, would, we, we don't want to identify ourselves with the, in, the Americans in any way. We're different. We're cultured, uh, nonviolent. You know, we're good people. And uh, when, so when you hear our prime minister, this empty-headed idiot, repeat a Biden camp, an American campaign slogan, slogan build back better. It's like, oh, you know, unbelievable. And basically, he's, virtue, he's signaling that he's a leftist and he wants to, you know, to uh, uh, bring to us this program uh, 
that is uh, what uh, the new Green Deal, the Great Reset, whatever they want, yeah, whatever, to call it. whatever. My God, and, I hope he doesn't get his way. Well, you, you know, they're talking about um, changing our world, and by God, they will, they will. And then the, the the vast majority of people that live in this world seem to have no choice in the matter. Well, of course not. <laughs> like, and, and 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 when we go to the next election, you can be sure. That Dominion voting machines will be. What do you mean? We're, we're going to be mailing in by that time. We're going to be all yeah. mailing. Yeah, the, we will never have another COVID fair election. Never. No, 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 no. The machines that will be counting the ballots will be, um, you know, pre-programmed Canadian, Canadian Shield, and in small script it'll say formerly known as Dominion. Yeah. There'll be microchips. We're going to be injected oh, a week before the election. Uh, what was that U.S. company? The, um, the military company that uh, ended up changing their name like four times after they got caught for doing like shady stuff. Was it Blackwater? Uh, Blackwater. Blackwater. And then they changed their name four <laughs> different times and just continued to do the same thing. And we're able to continue this, to operate. This happens in medicine as well. Yeah, this is what's going to continue to happen with this, with this bullshit. Like, honestly. Well, you know, it, we've uh, certainly covered a broad range of topics. I got to tell you, it's never a dull moment sitting with this crew. Uh, I've really enjoyed this well, podcast. The next time I'm going to uh, bring uh, a little book with me. Yeah. And we'll read some passages out of it that you'll find interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll, tip, I'll tip it by saying that there was a book published uh, quite some long time ago by Penguin Books. The original was in paperback called The Sayings of the Ayatollah Khomeini. Oh, yeah. And this stuff was publicly available long before they sent him back to Iran to uh, uh, bring uh, democracy to the Iranian people after overthrowing the Shah. And um, it's since... Uh, he went back. They, I, I'm guessing they must be tracking down the book and destroying it because it's pretty, pretty inflammatory. Uh, some of the stuff that he says, mm-hmm. yeah, is is, just, is outright offensive. You just, you just reminded me. Um, we we never talked about it, but of course, you know, we talk about all different kinds of things here. Uh, the Iranian top nuclear mm-hmm. scientist yeah. was assassinated, and I, I, you know, for the people out there that kind of watch global news like i mean that's that's a pretty big deal um it is a big deal and it's i i i i I really don't know that the americans could be said to have had a hand in this it it would be a clever thing if they did because um they really do have to hedge their bets uh if biden gets elected um he's going to go back to the iran deal yeah uh and it seems to me that this this uh killing uh, may make that more difficult. The Iranians may not be uh, willing to do uh, or to engage the Americans. Uh, and that's why there's been all this talk about the possibility of a, of a strike against Iran before, uh, you know, uh, Trump would have to step down <clears throat> if he has to. Uh, that is, there's, there, there's no going back after a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he doesn't do it, and you have to stop and think about it, if he doesn't do it, the Iranians will have a nuclear weapon before the next election. And um, that part of the world will have changed. It, it seems to me that what Trump has done, and it, it, he's created an alliance between Israel and the other uh, Mideast countries like Saudi Arabia and so on, uh, that will survive him and they will take it into their hands to do what needs to be done with the Iranians. 
mm. uh, even though the Americans uh, may not want to back it, they, they won't have any choice. It's really the setting for some biblical prophecy to it unfold. It is, don't you think? Yeah. Yes. Quite a bit. It's starting to become a lot more realistic. Yeah. Lots of conspiracy theories. And on a final note, love that we touched on that one. Uh, as a final note, I got to say, Heather, you've come along so far as a shooter now. We're watching you bust. Oh, thank you. We're watching you. Tell them how many I shot. Uh, it's 40. You know, later. You know, I knew it was going to come up. Okay, so... <laughs> So Heather, Heather's been at it now. How, how long have you been at it now? You come on. Uh, since August. Okay. All right. So, so two and a half months. probably about two and a half months of sporadically coming out to the range and receiving, you know, instruction. Uh, you, you've elevated your game to the point where, uh, you know, uh, you're running neck and neck with me and Skeet, which is always kind of fun. Now, uh, let me rephrase that. She's humiliating us. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, she's getting quite good. Uh, you know. We got, Except when I'm cold. Yeah. The weather is yeah. giving me a challenge. And, and, and well, we should have known better because we introduced you to five stand before you even began to really start getting into Skeet. But you now have traversed uh, even further down the way here at the Hamilton uh, Gun Club grounds. And now you're trying sporting clay. And you managed to crush uh, how many? Twenty out of twenty. Yeah. Wow. Which it's, I know that doesn't sound. No, 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 no. Don't no. be making. Hold on. First of all, because I'm shooting with guys who are like for, they get them all. For, you know, <laughs> for, first, first of all, you're just starting out. Sporting clay is very challenging, and uh, what is it like your second time out? Yeah. For people that don't know, sporting clay requires that you move from station to station, uh, where they throw birds up at various angles and uh, sometimes seemingly in opposite directions. And they roll rabbits on the ground fast in front of you. It's it's a much faster game it's, than it's very technical. It is, and and it's and there's mini discs, and it's a lot of fun, but it is challenging. So now Heather has only been out uh, once or twice, and she's already managed to hit almost you know half the birds. So I mean, you're you're really doing well. We're we're quite impressed. Did, did you did very well Thank indeed? You. And and some of the targets that she managed to hit were actually very difficult. I yeah. I missed them. And she hit them. I, I, I was really Is she impressed. a clutch player or what? Clutch is right. Is <laughs> yeah. yeah. You do pull off some of the I, difficult yeah, shots. I felt, yeah, I felt that. Like, uh, like the long when the pressure is on. Yeah. You know, I watched her jump on the doubles, and it's funny. In the beginning, you know, uh, she would pull the trigger on one round but would forget completely about the other but then you immediately started to pick up on it now yeah. i'm now i'm watching you hit you know two birds when you yell pull and it's actually really exciting for me yeah I, like the, the doubles growing in, up oh she's yeah the doubles up. in sporting clays <laughs> it's so fast yeah, the doubles in sporting clays um are more favorable for you uh because of the nature of the field you can basically see both of the targets you need to shoot at at the same time when you're shooting skeet you'll shoot an outgoing target and there's a target coming towards you, but you don't see and, and mm. you have to look for it. So, um, it, it, it's a little easier in that respect, but the actual shots themselves, because they're at a, a much greater distance and they're doing strange things. You did very well. I'm, I'm quite pleased. Thanks. Everybody's yeah. been so uh, encouraging. I was laughing today because I had to ask when I miss, because I don't know, everyone's still cheering. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, sweet, did I get it? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah but I get great feedback regardless, so that and, and, feels and really nice. And the listeners should also know that Heather's doesn't yet have her own gun. And so she's shooting a different gun every time she's and here and yeah. gauges on top of <laughs> it. Moving from 20 and to 28 uh, to 12. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's really quite impressive. Uh, and it's it's only goes to show you come out and give it a try. You never know. Well, actually, you do I, know. 
I told you she, I, that twelve. Like you're hitting with you're hitting with Alice twelve. Yeah. Uh, that that's Beretta, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what model is that one? Uh, three AL three ninety one Eureka. You know what? Great gun, handy length too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What does it got? Twenty six inch length. Yeah, I can feel the difference. It's more manageable for me. I'm finding See, those really long guns. I feel like I'm you know, so stretched. Well, if you talk, is, it's still a great gun. if yeah. you talk, if you talk to like the you know the traditional shooters, you know what people may call fuds. You know, I don't, like, I don't like <laughs> well, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they exist. They're out there. They're like Sasquatch though. Now you only see them once in a while. They lumber <laughs> off, grumbling. Maybe they, you know, maybe they. Oh, like Warren. Warren came over today. I haven't seen Warren in a yeah. while. He, you know, he may growl at you, but but for the most part though, people are really friendly here. And uh, of course, you know, getting the right size gun to fit a woman and to, to work well uh, is a big part of making sure that they come back. Yeah. And, you know, a 12 was a little bit too much right off the hop. Obviously, you were getting, you know, Heather, you're not you're not a big, big girl. So you were getting pushed around a little bit. I, I wanted the stuff. And I mean, I love the idea of giving you a 12 gauge right away. But the truth is, is that it made a lot more sense. And I now totally understand how the professor puts you on 28 gauge. But like, I got to admit, She's crushing it with that she 12, did. buddy. She did. You've made, you've, made the, you've made, I think you've made the jump. I think you could benefit from continuing to use a smaller gauge shotgun, but uh, you, see, you see how 12 has more. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll benefit from getting my own gun and yep. customizing it to fit me and then yep. shooting it regularly. For sure. Well, you know, at some point soon, we're going to uh, get you down to Fishing World. They ran a great Black Friday sale all weekend uh, to everybody that showed up and, uh, you know, supported the cause and uh, bought, uh, bought products from Fishing World Gun Center uh, in Hamilton, Ontario. Thank you so much. Uh, we uh, we love doing the promotions for the boys in the treehouse. They, uh, they really do some good things down there, and uh, they're having a, a good time providing for the illegal firearm community, and it's been uh, really an interesting go this last uh, this last year good on you for uh, hanging in and uh, supporting the guys anyway uh we're gonna wrap this one up because i'm looking at the time and i could see that we're an hour and a half in oh uh, yeah see how fast that goes There's so much to talk I, I'm about in, I'm, I'm in trouble now <laughs> all right so all right so dan, dan thank you so much for coming we always love having you on the show and you're inspecting my pleasure yeah it's always fantastic and heather rather uh, pleasure always having you Thank on the show you. providing a lady's perspective to things and uh, love how you're coming along as a shooter and of course i bless saga alex alex always good time right? uh, thank you appreciate having me on man i really do Good stuff. All right. Well, folks, we're going to wrap this one up. See, I wasn't lying, man. One hour, 31 minutes. I know. I know. It goes by fast. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.